Hey, Cracked fans. If you're a listener of this podcast, I imagine you feel fairly similar to how I do about the latest clothing options made available across the tennis market. Now, while I won't call out any brand in particular, I will say this. Given the exorbitant nature of the latest designs, feels like you better be pretty freaking good at tennis if you want to wear that sort of clothing on the court. Now, thankfully, we here at Crack Rackets are now able to provide a far more suitable, far more comfortable, and I'm going to be honest, far more stylish option for all of our Crack Rackets fans, courtesy of our friends over at Lucky Racket. Lucky Racket uses some of the best fitting and feeling tees in the world. Their shirts are combed, ring-spun, heirloom cotton, and tri-blend Bella and Canvas. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds spectacular. So, how can you get yourself some Lucky Racket gear? It's simple. Just go to their website, luckyracket.com, that's L-U-C-K-Y-R-A-C-K-E-T.com, and use our promo code CRACK15. If you do, you'll get 15% off all of your purchases. That means 15% off the shirts, 15% off all of the incredible swag offered by our friends. Again, that's luckyracket.com. The promo code is CRACK15. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, September 21st. We have a bonus segment of the show for all of you listeners today as I am joined by one of our Crack Rackets Project Elite Athletes, a program offering NIL-related opportunities to college tennis players across the country. University of Illinois' Kawaisi Kenyatta joins me on the show today to talk about his run to the Champagne Future doubles title this past week. He and his partner able to earn that title, knocking off a bunch of current college tennis players along the way. The duo of Kotzen and Boitan, the duo of Walton and Hud as well. We talk about that run to the final. We talk about his opportunity to play with one of the young freshmen on his team, what he learned about that experience, what it's like to step up into that leadership role, being the senior on the court. And then, of course, talking about what a win like this does for your confidence level heading into a college tennis season. Of course, always an entertaining time when we get to chat with Kawaisi. He really is pound for pound, just sentence for sentence, one of the most entertaining, one of the funniest players, I would argue, across the country. That's why we're so excited to be associated with him here at Cracked Rackets. But of course, I always appreciate his candidness as well. That's why I wanted to ask him, about some of the other players in the field, players like Adrian Boitan, players like Liam Draxel, who we know are going to be some of the most impactful players during the 2022 college tennis season, to have all of them competing at a Futures event in Champaign. Had to hear Kweisi's thoughts on that, hear his thoughts on Martin Dom. Kweisi's one of maybe seven people who are six foot six or over, lefty, and play tennis at an elite level, and so who can, you know, who can resonate more with the game of Martin Dom than Kweisi? 
Kenyatta was fascinating to hear his thoughts on the 17-year-old's run to the singles title. Uh, of course, I also wanted to hear how his Illinois team is looking this fall and so much more. It's a fantastic bonus conversation. I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. And again, the Champagne Futures event was something I recapped on yesterday's podcast. Here's a firsthand account of all of the action that went down there from, again, one half of your doubles champions, Kawaisi Kenyatta. Of course, if you want to hear a full breakdown of all of last week's action, check out, uh, check out yesterday's mini break episode, full preview of t- uh, this week's action going to be coming later on today. So, of course, stay on the lookout for that podcast here on your mini break feed. We've got uh, some fun bonus content coming on the Great Shot podcast as well. You're going to hear my thoughts. Who is the best teenager in women's tennis right now? I'll tell you this. Emma Raducanu is not just your runaway answer. There are a couple of really good candidates. I know you listeners are going to enjoy that segment. Always a little, you know, sizzly takes. We know that always gets uh, everyone going. So be on the lookout for all of that content throughout the rest of the day. But of course, before we get to this bonus segment, quick reminder, shout out to all of you listeners. Shout out to our Crack Rackets Patreon family. Shout out to our friends at Tennis Point for all of your support of this podcast. Of course, if you need any equipment for your own personal game, you can go to tennis-point.com right now. Get all the best equipment at all the best prices. You use our promo code CR15. Not only will you get some bonus features, you'll let them know we sent you there, which we always appreciate. We're so grateful for their support. The least we can do, ask you to support them as well. Tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. But without further ado, let's get to it. My conversation with our Crack Rackets Project Elite athlete and champagne futures doubles champion kawaisi kenyatta joining us on the podcast once again today for a little bit of a bonus segment as we are so excited to be launching our project elite here at crack rackets highlighting some of the best college tennis players across the country allowing them to use their success their platform to help build the game and we had a little success via our Project Elite athletes this past weekend as one of them went and won his first professional Futures title at the 2021 Champagne Futures. It is our friend rising, Illinois senior Kawaisi Kenyatta. Kawaisi, congratulations on the title, my man. How are you feeling this week? Thank you so much, man. I feel great. Um, as you know, um, you know who my coach is. He didn't let me enjoy it a little <laughs> too long, so <laughs> back to work as is, you know, but... um. And man, I'm excited. I it, it's great. It's uh, confidence building, and you know, just lets me believe. You know, if I stay healthy, I can do great things in the sport. So, absolutely. And the last time we spoke, you talked about the confidence you built just playing all of these <laughs> pro events this past summer, and just seeing that your game can work at that level. And I want to talk about all of the individual matches. I want to talk about the three sets. I want to hear your thoughts on the fact that Zeke and AB clearly just bailed out of that final. They wanted no part of you, so they're like, you know what, we'll lose the third set break. Exactly. But, uh, before, just, again, to talk about that confidence, a result like this in the fall heading into your senior season of college, what does that do for your confidence moving forward? Uh, definitely skyrockets. It, it it lets me know that I can compete with, with everyone, and, you know, whether it's a doubles title or what, it um definitely affects every aspect of my tennis and just lets me believe that, um, I can compete with anyone and not only compete with anyone, but I can beat anyone. So, yeah, absolutely. And look, you had a ton of success and you're going to have to teach me the pronunciation here because I know the Ozalans I got like that. I think I can nail properly. Yeah. But give me the first name. 
Carlos. Okay, Carlos. So I didn't just wanted to make sure, you know, you never know. Latvia, there could yeah. be a little accent there. I didn't want oh, to get 100%. it wrong. Yeah, but, you know, you get to play with Carlos Ozalens, who is going to be a freshman on your team. And, you know, this whole summer, you'd made a final earlier in the year with your partner from last season, Sifa Satando Mansi. And, you know, we know what you and Sips can do on the court. We saw you guys beat the number one team in the country. What yeah. led to the decision this week for you to play with Ozalens and, uh, you know, having had that experience, what was clicking for you guys? So Seeps and I, obviously we are preseason ranked 16 in the country. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of things good going there. Seeps uh, got the opportunity to represent his country at Davis cup. So mm -hmm. that's where he was in New York. So he wasn't going to play a tournament and I needed someone else to play with. Um, I also didn't really have high expectations for the tournament. I hadn't actually touched a racket for two and a half weeks. <laughs> I, I injured my left hand. I'm not going to say how, but I injured my left hand. <laughs> It was a little swollen and I hadn't touched a racket in two and a half weeks. I played Johannes Monday, lost four and four, which was tough, but played a, played a decent match, you know, all things considered not touching a racket for two and a half weeks. And, um, Carlos, you know, needed a doubles partner. I knew he was a big server and I thought, you know, this could work, you know, if I could get him to land that first serve and I can clean up everything that this could work. And, you know, it was great. Um, you know, he got a little nervous at points there, but, you know, I let him through it and it just felt really good, you know, being the older guy to lead, you know, and it, and it kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy, a whirlwind experience, you know, cause I remember being that young guy looking up to my seniors, like, you know, just wanting to do anything to impress them or whatever. And it's just crazy, you know, me being that senior, that's, you know, I'm that old guy now. So, <laughs> you know, it, it felt great to take down under my wing and, you know, tons of times that I just look Carlos in the eyes, like, Hey man, I got you, you know, like we're going to win this. Like, don't even worry, and, you know, to, to, to pull it off, just, you know, makes me feel great. So. Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's not as though it was a fluff level of competition. And I know this was an ITF event, but there were a lot of college names that fans of college tennis, obviously you guys at Illinois are going to be aware of that guys are going to have success here this season. And I want to start with that quarterfinal match. It was a 6-7-7-6-10-1 victory for you guys over two guys I think can certainly be top 25. One of them in particular may just be the best player in college tennis this season. Of course, I'm talking about that duo of Adrian Boitan, who plays for Baylor. Alex Kotzen plays for Columbia. Uh, look, I've seen Boitan play, and I do want you to put on your pundit hat here. I warned you I was going to ask you this, but I would argue pound for pound, shot for shot. Does anyone hit the ball bigger than Adrian Boitan? That boy... That boy slams a forehand. That boy gets after yeah. that backhand, right? There's, you know, there is one speed for Adrian. He hits that speed routinely. For you guys to get through that match, three tiebreakers as well. What clicked there? What was able to get you over the hump? Um, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, we won that third set tiebreaker, ten one. I just found another gear. Like I, I wish you kind of were there. Um, I started screaming and yelling, and yeah. you know, I, I kind of st I, I started berating the guys a little bit. Like I was just telling them, like. And, I, and I, I shouted at one point, like, I'm made for this. Like, screamed it at the top of my lungs. And ace, ace, return winner, volley winner. Like, literally, I, I'm not going to say single-handedly, but for lack of a better term, single-handedly won nine straight points. Um, it, it was a crazy display of doubles. Um, I just believed in that moment that nobody on earth could beat me. And that's literally how I played. And um, it, was, it was one of the best tiebreakers I've ever played in my life and one of the moments where we needed it the most. Is that um, what it takes, that sort of belief? I mean, because that's a bold thing to say, no doubt about that. And I'm not trying to be rude and pushing oh, back, no. but that's what it takes, right, to succeed at that level. And and, and that's what I've realized. So that's why I feel like this tournament was has been kind of a coming out party for me because that belief that 
I'm going to win because I'm better than you, you know, has never been something that crossed my mind in matches before. It was always, oh, you know, I'll win or, you know, you know, if it happens, it happens. But I found another gear when I thought that I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. And it was scary to me, actually, like, because it wasn't anything forced. It was just pouring out of me. Like, it, it kind of reminded me of, you know, um, you remember that uh, slam years ago? where Federer had a match point at the Open, I believe, and Djokovic smacked that return winner, and that completely changed the whole course of the match. Like, it was kind of like that. Like, I slapped one ball and was like, you know, ah, I got... And and, and it was just like, it it was... I I really can't describe it. Like, I literally blacked out. I don't really remember many of the points, um, but I was just in, in a zone like no other. And, you know, hopefully I can keep finding that zone no just don't play for two weeks i think that's the key i think that's the key i'm trying to tell brad that (laughs) (laughs) exactly but uh again since he's on the mind here adrian goes on to make the final of the tournament he beats draxel he beats kingsley your thoughts on his game um the only person i've seen hit the ball harder than him is kova (laughs) um yeah no that guy can play tennis he was definitely a little tired in our match because he had just had a, a, a freaking battle with, um, I don't remember who he played before, but I know it was a tough, I think it was a tough three set match. He played right before our doubles match. Mm-hmm. Well, not right before they gave him a couple hours. Um, they actually pushed our match back twice for him. That might've been the so, Draxel match. It was the Draxel match. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that he was a little tired. He was holding his legs a little bit. And, you know, I just thought like, okay, this is our opportunity, you know? And I, I mean, obviously like, you know, no disrespect to Boyton, he's a great player with a lot, tons of accomplishments, but I think a full-fledged Boyton, 100% Boyton and doubles, um, I think that will still be a good match for me, and especially given the level I was playing, I think it would still be a win for me. But definitely given the fact that he was hurting, a little banged up, it definitely pushed me to find that other gear because I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is, you know, this is a perfect storm. Like, look at, look, at, look at what's happening here. You know, he's cramping up a little bit. He's holding his knees. Like, this is our match, man. We just need to take it, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely think we played a a lesser Boyton, but a Boyton nonetheless. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. And you know, again, you talk about the environment there, the energy, and knowing Brad like I do, knowing the Champagne community yeah. like I do, they're going to show up. They're going to come cheer yeah. for their I was guys. Charged up. And, and I'm curious for you, and not only for you in particular, but for Carlos to get that sort of experience. Uh, you know, what does that do for him, and what did you think of the environment? The environment was crazy. We had a whole 25 teenage girls cheering a high school tennis team. Like it literally, you know, in that moment I felt like a pro, you know, cause I had literally just waxed them in the tiebreaker. And after the match, you know, there's um 25 girls there ready to take pictures of me. It's like, this, this is ridiculous. You know, and I have um, um some friends in the stands. It was, it was an unreal atmosphere, you know, people are going crazy and cheering. And I think it just, gave him a, a little taste of what's in store for the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And you think he's going to be ready for it? You like the way he oh, 100%. Does it? He's a big-time player. He's a big-time player. You know, um, I was going to say, um, give me the four-one-one. So you've gotten to practice with him for a couple weeks now. You've gotten to see him in action. Give me his game. The guy bludgeons the ball. Um, <laughs> humongous serve. Yeah. And I mean, like, the guy, the guy would piss me off when we were playing because <laughs> I would look him in the eyes and go, dude, hit an ace. I don't want the serve to come back. And he would hit two aces in a row. And I'm just like, dude, just do that every time. You know, like, <laughs> dude, man, like, come on, you know. But, like, I mean, the guy, the kid's super talented, man. Six five, strong kid. I mean, 
he's got the goods, man. And I, I really, really, truly believe by the time he's 22 in a senior year here, I think he'll be the best player in college tennis. And I think he'll be ready to take the pro tour by storm. And I'll even go as far to say is, I don't even know if he'll do all of his years here. You know, I think he's that good, res respectfully. You know, I truly do. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. Yeah, no, that's a scary, scary thought. And look, from there, again, it's another veteran team in Emil Hud, Adam Walton. Obviously, Walton was half of the oh, NCAA yeah. doubles title winning team last year at Tennessee. Hud now transferring to Tennessee. He was in the NCAA doubles tournament though last year with Mate Votzel out of Oklahoma State and getting to see Hud play uh, at the Knoxville Showdown a couple of weekends ago. I know how well he was playing heading into Champaign last week. And again, two tiebreaker victories for you guys to get through that match seven and uh six and six i know the team of hud and walton i know they're serving and volleying i know they're putting pressure on you guys that's just clean doubles koi see i mean what's working yeah. i just i've been like i said i've been finding my zone i've been believing in myself and i've just been executing you know not second guessing anything just trusting my training and you know just staying down through my shots and just trusting that my tennis is better than their tennis and it's, you know, it's been working. And like I said, no disrespect to those guys because they're great players. But I knew, obviously, I knew Adam Walton had won NCAAs. And I think I'm the best doubles player in college tennis. So, I, um, sorry, um, I had an alarm go off. Like I said, I, um, he won NCAAs, which is, which is fine and dandy. But again, I feel like I'm the best doubles player in college tennis. And I'll say that to anybody. And, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder, I'll say. And I mean, obviously, I'll see that guy again and, He's a great player. I don't take anything away from him. It was an amazing match. But I believe that, again, the best doubles player in college tennis. So I felt like that was my opportunity to show it. And obviously, he wasn't playing with his partner he won the tournament with, but I didn't care. Yeah. You know, he's still an NCAA champion. So in my eyes, once I knew that, it just gave me a little added motivation. And I, and I played a good match. So, And it gets the job done. And then, of course, in the final, three-set victory for you guys over Shane and Ponwith. <laughs> When you watch Ryan Shane serve, are you inspired to be like, oh, I'm just going to go for broke on both now as well? Because, I, I mean, does that, you talk about Adrian Boyton hitting the ball huge. I mean, Ryan's in that category as well. So it was very interesting playing him. I honestly think, well, I don't think we played our worst doubles match in the final. Interesting. Um, we did not play very well. We played well when we needed to play well, if that like, Yeah. Seven eight in a breaker, made a clutch return. Um, sorry, eight all in a breaker, made a clutch return. Then I got to serve it out. You know, it was it was just um, it, it was really good. But um, we, yeah, we did not play very well. Um, Ryan Shane, um, I don't know. I, I felt like he kind of um, I don't know if that's how he always plays, but I felt like he was almost taking the match lightly. You know, just kind of joking around. You know, just being a cool chiller guy. You know, or whatever. But. You know, he double faulted a few times. I, I don't feel like I really got to feel the full Ryan Shane experience. You know what I mean? Like, the Ryan Shane that I've heard people talk about, mm -hmm. I don't think showed up that day. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, no disrespect to him, but I think if he had showed up that day, he probably wouldn't have walked out of that match with a win. You know what I mean? I, I really think that, you know, if they dialed it in just a little bit more, that we probably wouldn't have won. You know, we, we did not have our best showing in that match, sadly. Our best match was definitely our semifinal match over Adam Walton. Maybe even Boyton, that was a very good match too, but we did not play a very good final. We just locked in in those points that we needed to, and we got a few loose points from some Shane double faults mm -hmm. here and there. So, you know, we, we snuck it out, but um, that, that's really that. You know, he he definitely did bludgeon a few forehands at Carlos and welcomed him to college tennis, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. 
um i had i had to i had to get in carlos's chops a little bit about that because um he, he was at the net and he'd see ryan take this big old wind up and then he'd smack it at him and then oh he'd be surprised like what did you think he was gonna hit the ball like you know what i mean the guy the guy took his backswing you know all the way back to you know what i mean like come on mm-hmm. but um guy hits a humongous ball humongous ball and i mean He's scary now, and I've heard, you know, I would know he won NCAAs. I can only imagine prime Ryan Shane, what he looks like, you know? And, I mean, no disrespect, not trying to say he's out of his prime, but – No, he's coming I've, off of injury, it's fair to yeah, say. I've heard some stories about that man, and like I said, I think a prime Ryan Shane will be – he would have been a problem, man. He would have been a problem. So. <laughs> no doubt about that. And look, again, 15K Futures title, first of your career. It's one of multi, you know, multiple finals for you this summer and uh, obviously it, the confidence that builds for you for the rest of the roster just at uh in champagne how are you guys feeling and again I, I know you've got things to do so to wrap up here how are you guys feeling you know through the fall i know it's been a couple of weeks of practice and you've got the chance to play a bunch of futures events on your home turf this summer as well you know now you got the whole team on campus seeps is off playing davis cup everyone's doing their thing how are they oh, yeah. and i looking a month in um, I think we're looking great. Um, obviously there's still some things we need to clean up and, you know, Brad Dancer's never satisfied, which makes him one of the best coaches in college tennis because he shouldn't be satisfied, you know, just because we won big tens last year and beat our rivals in Ohio state and made sweet 16 does not mean that, that, you know what I mean? Ohio state isn't going to be like, Oh, they beat us last year. Let's lose again. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no one thinks that. So, you know, we definitely know we have our work cut out for us. We definitely know, Again, Zeke, and you, know, you know, the Lakovas, you know, Noe, Vuk, those guys not being with us is definitely tough. But like I said, I think we're up for the task. I think we have the talent. And I think we just need to dial it in and realize that, you know, winning a Big Ten title starts now. You know what I mean? It, it, it It's something that you don't just get to the Ohio State match or, you know, and boom, oh, we're going to win now. You know, that's not how that works. You don't just get to the door and then, oh, we're going to turn it on now, you know, and you know, I feel like, you know, there's a few guys that have to understand that. And as soon as we do as a team, we'll be great. But, um, you know, just some kinks to work out because obviously, you know, some of our biggest leaders aren't here anymore. And, you know, that's for me, Seeps, Alex Brown, Horvy, some guys who've been here a while to, you know, help lead the culture and, you know, lead us in the right direction. And like I said, I think um, we're working the kinks out as we speak, you know, and, you know, I think we'll, we're in for a very good season. Yeah, no, that's what the fall's for, is to work out those kinks, get ready for the dual match season. Two rapid-fire ones for you down the home stretch. Uh, uh, Again, pundit hat on. There are a lot of good current college tennis players. You saw Draxel, you saw Boyton, you saw Kingsley. Who impressed you most? Give me one non-Illini player currently in college tennis you saw play this weekend, and you were like, that's a guy to watch. That guy's going to be a problem. Um... Well, obviously, I respect Kenny Kingsley's game a lot. I obviously think that guy is a baller. Um, They're all good. Um, I was really freaking impressed with Martin Dam. Yeah. Oh, give me, so His, give um, me the dom. I do want to hear. Yeah, so big lefty. There's like three people in the world who can actually understand him. You're one of them. Big lefty? What is he, 18 years old? 17, and I mean, yeah, crazy. Seven, like his head, like the head he has on his shoulders at 17 is like, it's kind of scary, you know, like where did he buy his brain from? Because I want to purchase one. You know what I mean? Like wherever he bought it, like send me the link because I can afford it now. You know, <laughs> because like, because <laughs> at 17, like I was like, oh, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I can't even describe me. Just a hormonal raging 
puberty-infused man, you know, just going nuts, you know? So I don't even understand how he's able to dial it in the way he is. So I was really impressed with, you know, not not only his game, but just his poise and composure at 17. Um, I think Dolly Blanche is another really good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the grit of Omni Kumar's game. You know, his mm-hmm. game's very unconventional, but the kid's very gritty. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, a lot think, of good players, it sounds I think like. That's, I think that's about it. I think yeah. that, that's about it. Other than that, everyone else was, eh, you know, they're pretty standard, fair, you know. No, fair to yeah. say. Uh, my last question to you, because your rumor's swirling, you think McNally goes back one more year? Buckeyes? Yes, no, maybe mm-hmm. say. No comment? I, I'd like to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. I'll leave it there. Well, again, I promised you 15 minutes. We've hit about the 20-minute mark, so Kawaisi – uh, as always, congratulations, my man. What a freaking run. And Thank you so much. appreciate having you on the show. Perfect, man. Take care, brother. Thank yeah, you. Of course. Take care. Hope all of you enjoyed our conversation with Kawaisi Kenyatta. Again, a huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat. We very much are looking forward to getting the opportunity to speak with him and all of our other Project Elite athletes throughout the course of the year as well. And that's part of the fun of this program. We have a big result like this from one of them. They play in one of the big college matches of the weekend. We're going to have the chance to bring them on the show immediately to talk about that result. We've got a lot of fun bonus content coming down and a lot of fun new content coming for all of you listeners as we gear towards the 2022 college tennis season excited to expand what we're doing bring a couple of new members onto our team as well yes that is a sneak peek for what we have planned coming up over the next few months all that going to get started about mid-october but again as part of our project elite program you can more about that by going to projectelite.com but um to and go or go into our website crackrackets.com i suppose as well but again uh, really excited to get the chance to interact and speak with uh, these players as they go throughout the course of this 2021-2022 season again if you want to hear more about Project Elite Head on over to the website, to the Great Shot Podcast. Dalton Thieneman and I did talking about the program. I also hopped on Lisa Stone's Parenting Aces podcast to discuss it, so you can learn more about that, uh, of course, by heading over there. Uh, if you missed any of our initial conversations with Kawaisi, Hunter Heck, Cannon Kingsley, Isabel Boulay, our first four athletes, you can learn more about all of them by hopping over to the Cracked Interviews podcast feed. Of course, daily updates coming here on this mini break podcast, big topic conversations on the Great Shot Podcast, as always, like, rate, subscribe, review to all of our shows. When you leave a review, it really does help us with the algorithm. So if you don't mind, take the extra 30 seconds. Once you all do it, I promise I will stop asking. But uh, again, uh, a huge shout-out, as always, to our friends over at Tennis Point. Remember, it's tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout-out, as always, to our super producers. Max Ligner and Daniel Westa for the of an editing job they do day in, day out. With all of that said, for our fantastic guests, Kawaisi Kenyatta, super producers, Fligner and Westoff, our friends at Tennis Point, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break. And we will talk to you all a little later today. Thanks, everyone.